James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. These are God's words. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Instead, you want to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Amen. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word, in which he continues to teach us to live with humility, to live under God and for those things that please him. You remember the chapter began with those who are having quarrels and fights with one another and asking the question where those things come from. And the problem was they were living according to their own pleasure instead of living uh, according to what pleases God. Uh, And by living according to their own pleasure, they were putting themselves in a place that belonged to God. It uh, It was an example or a symptom of an inherent pride putting ourselves where God belongs. And he then pointed out in the portion that we had last week in verses 11 and 12, uh, that this is evident, especially when we are judgmental uh, with our brothers, uh, not being under the law together with them. And uh, if they transgress God's law, then seeking to help them in the way that, uh, in the way that uh, Matthew 18 and Uh, Galatians 6, and even the end of this book, uh, James 5, verse 19 through 20, to teach us, uh, but that if we're judgmental with a brother, uh, we put ourselves above him, uh, whom God has called our brother, whom God has called saint, made righteous with himself through Christ. Therefore, we're putting ourselves above God's law, sometimes even adding to, uh, to God's law, judging the law insufficient as well as our brother. So pride has been a big problem. Uh, and now he uh, comes to another way that pride appears in our lives. Uh, and there are four aspects uh, of the pride here in verses 13 through 17, uh, which is exemplified by verse 13, the statement in verse 13, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. And the first aspect of this pride is assuming that our life is under control. Uh, not only that we know what will happen tomorrow, but that we determine what will happen tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy, sell, make a profit. But the scripture immediately answers, whereas, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. So how can you determine what will happen tomorrow if you, can, if you don't even know what God has determined? And so we put, our place, put ourselves in the place of God in knowing and in determining rather than humbly submitting ourselves, uh, both in the ability to cause what happens if the Lord wills, and also even in just our knowing. This pride does not just assume that our life is under our control. In the first part of verse 14, 
but it attributes too much to the worldly life and uh, to worldly effort and prosperity. Uh, notice the ones in verse 13 are not just uh, indicating that they know and uh, get to determine what happens, uh, but uh, they think that this buying and this selling and making a profit is, uh, is the stuff in which they are going to live their lives. Uh, and that's what they're giving weight to. Uh, but the scripture answers in verse 14, What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. And so our lives in this world are light, a vapor, and momentary, uh, quickly vanishes away, after a little time, vanishes away. So our lives are short, and even uh, as they are short, they are not so weighty and impactful uh, as we think they are, not in themselves. Uh, the Lord's work is weighty and impactful, and the Lord assigns us a part in his work, and so we delight to run, just like the sun, and in Psalm 19, delights to run across the sky. That's the part the Lord assigned to it. Uh, we delight to do the part the Lord assigned to us uh, because we know his work is uh, is weighty. Uh, and as, so those, as those who, uh, who then do uh, labor and seek to enjoy God's blessing on our labor, seek to employ ourselves in his service and in other service, that glory would come to him, that good would come to others, that good would also even uh, come to ourselves by this means that God has appointed for it. Uh, yet all of these things uh, are under God. Uh, if we live merely under the sun, then our lives are vanity, um, a puff of vapor, a puff of mist, uh, that as soon as the sun rises a little, uh, vanishes. Uh, so, there's pride here in assuming that life is under our control. There's pride here in attributing too much weight to worldly prosperity and effort and even to ourselves in it. There's pride here in attributing too little to what the Lord wills. So he continues to correct in verse 15. He says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Now, this is a submission both to the decretive will of God, what he has ordained and will happen in his decree. We say, if the Lord wills, and that's the right use of insha'Allah. But it also corrects the wrong use of insha'Allah. Because when we say, if the Lord wills, we're not just uh, submitting ourselves to what God has ordained in his decree. We're remembering that we don't live to please ourselves. That he has preceptive will. He has given us his precepts, his instructions. Uh, and so it may be uh, work is ordained by God, uh, accumulating things to uh, do good to others is ordained by God, enjoying even from the fruit of our hands is a blessing that belongs to the man who fears God. In Psalm 128, and praise God, it may be that you go to that city and you buy and you sell. Uh, but you don't do it in service to your pleasures. You do it in service to the Lord and in accordance with his word. So there's submission to God's will in both of those ways uh, in verse 15. 
Pride, however, attributes too little to what the Lord wills, too little to what the Lord ordains, too little uh, to what the Lord commands. Uh, and so we must uh, be careful, be humble before him, uh, not to boast in arrogance, verse 16. So our pride appears in assuming that our life is under our control. Our pride appears in attributing too much to our life in this world. Our pride appears in attributing too little to the will of the Lord, both in his ordaining and his commanding. Uh, and then uh, our pride also appears in assessing what to do by what pleases us. And this corresponds to that uh, second part uh, of what we're discussing under the Lord's will, that we should seek to do what God commands. Uh, but here in verse 17, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Uh, and this is reminding us that there is much good uh, that we are commanded to do by Scripture, that a focus on living for self or living for profit will make us omit or overlook. Many people, uh, in order to make more money, uh, decide to delay marriage, whereas God calls marriage good, or try not to have children, where the great thing in this creation are the image bearers of God. And so he tells us to be fruitful and to multiply. Uh, or they don't uh, participate faithfully in the life of the body of Christ, uh, either preparing to make a profit or in the process of making a profit, or they've made profit and now they're trying to enjoy what they're able to obtain of the things in this world. Uh, and so they don't attend well upon uh, public worship or prayer meetings uh, are not immediately uh, available for service, uh, thinking and receiving the various uh, occurrences of God's providence in the congregation as opportunities and even assignments for the service of Christ in the service of his body. Uh, for the uh, much of what God says is good, is set aside for the purpose of profit. Marriage, children, uh, even living where there is a faithful church, people will move somewhere uh, where there is not the faithful preaching of the word of God uh, and a congregation uh, where they are able to obey the commands of Scripture in the New Testament. For the sake of profit, uh, the, they will move to do that. Uh, there's so much of what his word calls good that people will uh, will neglect for the sake of pleasing themselves. But he says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And so it is pride to assess what to do by what pleases us or what profits us in an earthly way. Uh, so several things that we don't normally think of as pride. And we usually think of pride as the haughty look and boastful statements and uh, treating others as small. Uh, but here are four arrogant boastings or four symptoms of arrogance and boasting here. Assuming li that life is under our control, attributing too much uh, to temporal profit to our life in this world, attributing too little to what the Lord wills, and assessing what to do not by the good that we know to do from the Bible, 
but by what pleases and profits us in an earthly way. May the Lord spare us from such boastful or arrogant living before him. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for this portion of your word. We thank you for giving us your word as a mirror in which we can diagnose uh, symptoms of things like pride. Uh, we pray that you would uh, forgive us our sin and give us to live uh, humbly and joyously, since it is so much better that you are in control and the things that you command are better than the things that our flesh desires. We pray particularly that when it comes time to make big decisions, that you would grant to us to make those decisions not according to how much money we can make, uh, but to serving you in the things that your word calls good. We pray that you would help us to do so today. Uh, give us to remember and meditate upon now as we go throughout the rest of this day uh, upon how what we are doing in each moment serves you and follows your word. We pray that you would keep us from doing anything that would sin against you or that would be uh, unthoughtful of you and the purpose that you have given us and the precepts that you have given us. But we do entrust ourselves to your hands, knowing that only you can make it fruitful and that we are not the ones who determine what will happen. We're glad to do so, O Lord, for you are continually good to us. Help us all, O Lord, to serve you with the time that remains in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.